0: another production from solid gold podcasts and a very warm welcome to the hottest spot in the podcast universe That's because there's two blondes keeping you entertained for the next little while and because, of course, it's all about the hottest and latest news. I'm Melanie Walker sitting with you in Johannesburg and Jenny Baxter is coming to us from the south of France where she is looking all so (laughs) jolie. Hello, Jenny.
1: Hi, Mal. How are you?
0: No, no, doing absolutely fine. I mean, you know, elections are over, load shedding is back. What can we say? Actually, just before we get into everything, it's quite an interesting thing which has come out about load shedding, that some municipalities have decided that they're not going to follow ESCOM's directive and load shedding when they were. So some of us are getting there, you know, we, we sit and we think, oh, we're going to be load shed just now. We've got to finish all my work really quickly, turn off the computer, turn off everything. And then we don't get load shed. And we get just as cross when we don't get load shed <laughs> as when we do. And that's apparently it's because… Uncertainty. As Yeah, um, it's because somebody has said because some of the municipalities have just decided, well, we're not going to turn it off because then the engineers aren't ready and the the poor old ageing system and structure is all falling apart so some suburbs just don't come back on again when they're supposed to. So these engineers are, instead of actually fixing, trying to fix faults, they're going to have to go to some of the places to go and physically switch the switches on and off again. And sometimes they just think, I'm not going back there in two hours again, and that's why we ended
1: up without power for three days at one stage. Anyhow, that's just my (laughs) little take on it for the morning. It's probably that information probably comes out of Andre Deraito's media briefing yesterday. Did you see it?
0: No, I didn't. Tell me about it.
1: I haven't watched the whole thing, but he unraveled a lot of information and explained why we are, or why South Africa is in the situation that it's in and what is being done and things like that on, you know, people who just aren't playing the game. And so they're not helping it move forward. So it's, it's really interesting, I think, to watch the whole thing. I mm. it was just very late when I got it.
0: Is South Africa still supplying electricity to Mozambique and Zimbabwe and Botswana? That's one of the questions I was had in my mind yesterday. Because if they can't supply power to us, how are they still managing to service those agreements?
1: I don't know it's if they a, are or aren't. That is covered in the video, so it's on SA People Go and Look and Watch it. Okay, but, so um, that's there. And there's right. even a pretty little map showing how they all interconnected and, and what's going on.
0: Anyway, I think he's doing a particularly good job, and all these people who want to kick him out should actually be kicked out themselves. They should have a firm foot up yeah. the bum.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> right. I saw, I saw, I saw uh, Professor Tuli Madrencella, mm. who said very wisely that you know basically the the people who got it in this situation are the ones who have left, and now yeah. finger, she didn't say this as clearly. She said it in a more poetic way. You know that leaders often leave before you see th- the bad stuff that they did. Mm. And good leaders, you also only see after they leave. So, you know, he's, he said himself, he said it's like, you know, if you change him, it's like putting another rider on a dead horse. So Yes.
0: Yeah, what's the point of getting rid of him? At least he's doing something positive. Uh, yeah. Some of the politicians should also just... Leave, <laughs> but anyway, let's not get into that. Elections are over. There's still some hung juries, or whatever you call them. Hung. It's not a hung jury. That's a legal thing, Melanie. I know <laughs> I've been watching too many legal things, and it's not hung like some other things. Um, but there are hung <laughs> constituencies. There's the word. <laughs> Phew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think. I think the most exciting. You know, so many people came out of those elections, kind of losing. Like almost everybody lost in a way. Mm. But I think looking from the outside that the exciting thing is that people did badly. You know, the ANC getting less than 50% mm. of the vote is, is such a wake up call to get rid of those corrupt People, yeah. and I think one of the the most popular things on our site was a video of Chris Pappas speaking passionately in Zulu, in totally fluent Zulu, and he's obviously not Zulu himself, but mm. you know grew up with Zulu friends, and and I, I think that that was great. That everybody's just saying, "Come on, let, like, let's really embrace each other's cultures and get together and make yeah, things bo, better." Yeah,
0: bo, yes, yeah, bo. I couldn't agree yeah, more. Bo. Yes, yeah, I well, can, bad, will not bad. say to you unamanga. it's true. But this is the thing. I mean, the, the one thing that really disappointed me was the very, very bad turnout. 30% of people that could have voted, voted. I mean, that's just, apathy is one so thing, but really, yeah, oh, I am—I have been unfriending people who have, like, actually taken issue with me saying I'm going to unfriend people who didn't vote, and in my Pilates <laughs> class, anybody who did not vote and didn't have a brown spot, unless they had a very good reason, had to do twice as many exercises as everybody else, so <laughs> I've been doing that but kind of thing, yep.
1: you know, You know what I found quite interesting is that there were people from both sides who are complaining that. The IEC had rigged it because there were DA supporters at many municipalities who said that once they got there, they were told that either they had already voted or their names weren't on the
0: voters'
1: voters roll. And then you had people, the ANC were protesting with burning tires and everything Mm. because uh, south of Durban saying that the IEC had rigged it because when they tried to vote, about 300 of them, apparently their names weren't on the roll. Because they're ANC supporters
0: and it's an IFP stronghold. Look, you know, it is crazy and I think that the IEC may have been slightly unprepared going into it. I don't know. I'm not going to actually comment on that because the people that I worked with um, and was overseeing at the IEC did a very, very good job as far as I was concerned. But I still think it goes down to the public. If you aren't going to get off your butt and go and use Mm. your vote, something which so many people died for and really fought for for in in our country, if you're too slack or too apathetic – then you know what you have no room to complain about anything so my first question to anybody is if they're moaning about something did you vote and if you didn't have yeah. a very valid reason for it well then you know what why don't you do that i won't say it in italian like i usually swear but you can <laughs> <"Hamba, humba buena." laughs> there we go all right so what good news have we got for expats around the country and, and around the world
1: well, the best news is that the Springboks won Woo-hoo! on Saturday. <laughs> yep, right. <laughs> you know, I was actually with the daughter of a former Springbok player who who played, you know, for South Africa for many, many, many years, and she didn't watch it. Oh, I was kind of surprised. I sort of, yeah, but then I thought maybe she just had enough because I just thought that everybody watched the rugby if they could. Anyway, oh, come on, listen, I've already- right next door.
0: I didn't watch the World Cup in, in '95, but in, uh, in my excuse, I, I didn't have electricity where I was living in Sudwana and we didn't have a TV. So, but I wasn't particularly religious in, back in 1995. <laughs> um, now, of course, my blood is green, and I watch. And and I, one thing I do miss is the the great commentary which we would probably have heard at some stage from the great Bill McLaren, um, you know, the Scottish yeah. commentator. Yeah. And my goodness, yeah. he was just the best. I mean, he was talking. About, like, Joel Stransky being the Rolls Royce of full bucks, and when the <laughs> guys are getting into it with each other, handbags at 10 paces, ladies. <laughs> if you're not, and then if, the, if the, the mall starts going wrong, if you're on the wrong side of the mall, you're part of the grass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. fantastic! Well, they're going to be playing up in Scotland this weekend, actually. Yeah, I know. And this time, I've got the, the times for South Africa 3 p.m. Um, yeah, boy. So, 3 p.m. on Saturday and then the following Saturday, the 20th in, at Twickenham at 5.15 p.m.
0: Fantastic. So, Lots of so great, great stuff.
1: Expats in the UK can go and watch. Oh, and then you must have seen the fantastic news that Damon Galgut yes. won the, oh, the Booker Prize. That was his third time. I
0: know. It's fantastic. But what I got really cross about is third I was time listening.
1: Lucky. I mean, third time nominated, first time, yeah. time winning. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I got really cross when I was, I was driving back and it was kind of late. And I was listening to the evening drive team and I won't out them. And they were going on about, (laughs) first of all, they couldn't pronounce his name.
1: I think you just did.
0: Yeah. And, and then he was going, well, I don't even know who he is. And I, so I immediately got on and sent them a voice note on their WhatsApp. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're a bunch of absolute nanas. Okay. This is what it is. How dare you? (laughs) Went (gasps) off a bit. So, but no, that is fantastic. I mean, South African, well, proud, well done, absolutely brilliant.
1: And I don't know if you heard his speech when he said, I'd like to accept this on behalf of all the stories told and untold, the writers heard and unheard from the remarkable continent I'm part of. So it makes me want to cry. Please keep listening to us. There's a lot more to come. Yeah. So Which I I do think many South Africans have a story inside them.
0: Yeah. Viva South Africa.
1: A guy from Senegal has just won France's top. Book prize, so I think stories from Africa are definitely the, the, the thing de that's trend. Yeah, the yeah, trend yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, what the else have we jour. got? <laughs> I see, I see, <laughs> I see, you've got something here about an organic South African citrus farm. uh...
1: Yes, I thought that expats in Europe would like to know this because it's a South African organic citrus farm that has just won one of the top climate change awards and they're in partnership with a Dutch company called EOSTA.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: who imports and distributes their fruit and vegetables around Europe. So, you know, if you buy them, you're not only supporting South Africa, but you're also supporting climate change not happening because growing organically is better for the environment.
0: But then how are they offsetting all the carbon that is being used to get these oranges to Europe?
1: It's a very good question, and I do believe it's covered mm. in the article on the website. Fantastic. But I don't know the answer offhand. I'm sorry. That's
0: fine. That's why we don't know the answers to everything. So people will have to go and read and learn something new every day. That's the way <laughs> it should be. Okay. And then, and then I know this has nothing to do with Ahmed. I <laughs> <laughs> But what is this from the Handspring Puppet Company?
1: Oh, it's the puppet. Her name is Little Amal, mm-hmm. and um, she's 3.5 meters tall. That's not she Little. Was, yeah, no. <laughs> but she represents a nine-year-old Syrian refugee, and she has just walked all the way from Turkey to the UK, tracing the footsteps of thousands of of immigrants and she was at cop 26 yesterday as the voice for young refugees of climate change and she was created by south africans the um the public company who are so brilliant correct. Yeah. Yeah. so brilliant and the two founders actually came out of retirement to make her oh, because brilliant. this is such a special it's one of the biggest artworks projects Done ever in the world. Yeah. And just for such a special, special cause. And you know, they're the guys that did the very famous award winning um, horse, war horse. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it myself, but I know it's famous. Okay. I'll just let you flounder
0: there for a little while. Shall I? Oh, thanks. <laughs> at least you're not up on your high horse. It's a long way done. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's a not lovely story.
1: Okay. And what news have you got from expats? Well, Elsa van den Heva, who is a South African who studied in America and now lives in the south of France, except she's hardly ever home because she is singing. She's a soprano. Um, mm. She's singing in these operas around the world. I think she's just finished San Francisco, and then she's going to Berlin, New York, Paris, and she has just won one of the top Awards for opera stars in the world from Opera News from the Metropolitan Opera. She's been named along with two other people, and they'll get their awards, and there'll be like a whole night to celebrate Mm -hmm. them in New York City in April. I mean, she's just beautiful. Like, during lockdown, she sang, she posted on YouTube from her home in France, singing Afrikaans songs. Oh, look um, She's a really warm, vibrant person, you know, so everybody's just so excited. And and the editor um, who named her as one of the winners said that, you know, she's now taken her rightful place in the great opera houses of the world. Fantastic. So she's, she's no longer South African or French. She is the world,
0: absolutely brilliant. Okay, and yeah. another South African who's doing stuff. Of course, we're always talking
1: about him, Elon
0: Musk. What, okay, what, so is he, what has he said now? I keep on seeing that there's stuff. Very, I'm very not quite briefly.
1: Sure. Very briefly, a follow up to last week mm. when he said. Um, About world hunger and... And And setting up a
0: university in America and he says he should set one here, yeah?
1: Yes. So then he actually did a a poll this weekend on Twitter asking his fans, should he sell 10% of his Tesla stocks? Because he doesn't get taxed, because he doesn't get a salary and he doesn't sell anything. So Mm. there's... So he doesn't, you know, and this is a big criticism in the world at the moment. And, in fact, I think in the U.S. they're talking about new laws coming in pretty soon for these super wealthy people to be taxed. But, anyway, he said, how about I sell 10%? How about he gives be, me 10%? <laughs> oh, know, 1%. And me the 90%. <laughs> And he, so he asked, and over 57% of his fans said yes, he should sell. And so, mm. of course, Tesla's shares have been plummeting. <laughs> um, yeah, not, not too bad. I think it's down like 5% or something. But, mm. but it's, I mean, it's billions. Billions have been knocked off. Mm. So I think he'll make an announcement before the end of this week. Okay. On that. And then I saw that um, finally Princess Charlene's managed to
0: get back to Monaco. After being spending yes. a, an extended stay in South Africa,
1: yes, and she—I mean, she still doesn't look a hundred percent healthy. But she thanked the South African doctors. She thanked the South African public for the support. And I was speaking to some people in Monaco who just said. You know, they hope that this time around she gets more time to actually get to know the people in Monaco because they say she seems to have a feeling that she's not liked. But it's not that she's not liked. It's that they just don't know her, mm. you know, whereas, you know, Prince Albert before, you know, would always go to the hospitals, would would sort of just mix a bit more with the people and… Mm. So I hope I hope for her that it's a happy time. I mean, she looked she looked ecstatic to be back with her children. I'm sure. Yeah, it's so, a long time so to that's be away. Good.
0: But then onto things which I like. Woohoo! And I mean, I know I, you know that um, there's only two kind of big sporting events apart from rugby that I watch every year. One of them is the Tour de France. Not that I like cycling, but I just like the Tour de France. And the other one, of course, is the Dakar, because I love motorsports and watching the bikes and cars racing through inhospitable terrains. So, of course, it's not as inhospitable. It's only a five-day rally. But the Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge is coming up.
1: It's on right now.
0: Right oh, was on now? already? Wow, Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, yeah. There's five days worth of it, and I think today is day four. And, um, and yesterday was fantastic news because a South African expat who lives in Dubai, Michael Doherty, he's in, he's in Rally 2. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a, a, a couple of different ones. And um, he scored the fastest time in the bikes yesterday, and they said that he actually outperformed even the Rally GP competitors.
0: Fantastic. That's how fast
1: he was. And it's and it's wonderful because you know he had to raise money. He had to do one of those fundraising. He yeah, help me get there. It's his very first Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge and um and he's acing it.
0: So fantastic. Well done to him. Woohoo. Great, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So local good news. The Rhino Peak Challenge. What is that all about, first of all?
1: That was the one we spoke about a couple of weeks ago where people could sponsor some of these adventurers who were who were going up Rhino Peak in the Drakensberg, mm-hmm. and it's been for raising money for conservation and for helping the companies who who fight rhino poaching and things like that, you know, to help keep them going. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're all non-government organizations, nobody's paying them. And I mean, it's fantastic. It's the first time they've ever raised this much money, over one million rand. And on top of that, as they got to the top of the mountain, the clouds cleared. And so the guys are actually doing it, guys and girls, just had the most fantastic view. So, fabulous. That's a yeah. wonderful
0: thing to do. Well done, them. Yeah.
1: Now, it's, I like the fact that
0: so many people do get behind the charitable things. And I know that um, one of my favorite stations here, which I, I know I've spoken to you about, the new rebranded Hot 1027, they do hot cares every year. They're aiming to raise $7 million, And they give the money to different charities. Charity, charitable organizations and they get they ask corporates to get involved as well and i mean even if you've only got like 50 bucks so i know some kids who've given their 20 rand pocket money to help yeah. and they've had yeah. so much um, luck in the past years that people just get on board and i mean it's a it's a fairly new radio station and they're doing incredible work so if you are passionate about something and you think you can't do anything trust me even your little two rand might help and if kids can do it you can do it too
1: right so there we go. Totally. You know, that happened once. There was a flood in Durban and we did a fundraiser for Gift of the Givers mm-hmm. and within two days raised 100000 and so many of those were just people giving five, ten rand. Yeah. But, but so many people did that yeah. it, it added up, you know. Absolutely. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Okay, so, um, Homo naledi child is found.
0: Where, where, which one? Where now? Where?
1: (laughs) So, so you know, you know, you know, the Rising Star Cave near Johannesburg. And remember the big thing when they, when they discovered the Homo naledi, I think it was 2015. Yeah. Um, well, this is now the first time that they found a skull of a child, a Homo naledi child. So Mm. these are not quite Homo sapiens. So they've, they found not only the skull, but also some teeth. So it's, yes. it's considered a massive find. And we've got a lovely story from one of the – called underground astronauts, a woman who's part of a team of six people who went down. And they're called astronauts because it's in the dark. Yes. And they have me to go through all these little tunnels. And, yes. and, I mean, they just have sound and video to help them find lovely, what they're yes. looking for. Yeah, oh, you no, can't look, get claustrophobia.
0: I mean, oh my goodness! Oh no! I Funnily enough, I love it. I mean, I've done the whole of the back of the caves at Sudwala Caves, which is amazing. I went and posted myself—I don't know how many times—through the post box down at the Kango Caves. I kept on hoping I was going to come out <laughs> in Fortrek or Hoerda, but that was because my boyfriend at the time was in the army. Um, <laughs> he and, was pushing you through the box. <laughs> I kept on going, thinking I'm a letter. I'll end up at—I'll <laughs> post myself from my Otsuren. Yeah, you know, no problem there. And then, um of course, um, the Stackfontein Caves, which. I I've been lucky enough to sometimes get into a further, a bit further with the people that work there. So I did see where they were working on excavations at one stage, but I couldn't get into the area where they had found um, part of the skeleton. So, oh, wow. I mean, for me, it's, it's like a really, it's something that I've always loved because I wanted to be an archaeologist. And I oh. just love being a speleologist as well, even cave diving, <laughs> although cave diving can be a little bit hectic. But yeah. But somebody who suffers from claustrophobia, I don't get it when I go into caves. It's very bizarre. But yeah, wow. so that, that is exciting news indeed. And underground astronauts, I love that. I want to be one of them too. There we go. <laughs> all right, what else have we got? Because oh, otherwise no. I'm
1: going to blather on all day. So many jobs for you. There's Barakat has been named as the South African choice for the Oscars. Next year, 2022, it's a Muslim Afrikaans film and the trailer is amazing. I, I promise you, I laughed out loud and I cried so yeah. which i always think is is the best combo it's it's about a woman a Cape Malay woman whose husband died a few years ago and she's a new man has proposed to her and now she invites her sons who are obviously very protective and also don't want their father replaced and it's definitely worth watching it's going to be on CakeNet net on the 18th of december but until then there is a link where you can Buy a download trailer. and, and oh, watch download. it. No, okay. you, can, you can actually watch it beforehand. So if you're overseas, you can definitely watch it. It's, I mean, it's not a lot in dollars or pounds. And barakat means blessings. And in, in Cape Malay tradition, um, mm-hmm. a barakat is a paper bag that you give to friends and neighbors and people you care about that's filled with like cakes and sweets and all a nice things. Bag. Yes, <laughs> okay. and, the, and the movie bad. looks like a goodie bet. I think it's a, it's a really good choice for the Oscars, so okay. excited for that.
0: Well, one thing that's exciting here is I see that theatre has been getting back. How do I know that theatre has been getting back on? Because I've been seeing all the people posting all their wonderful pictures of going to Janice Honeyman's pantomime. Cinderella. <sighs> Cinderella on Facebook, which means, as you can well imagine, I wasn't there for the first time in <laughs> years. I didn't crack the nod because, of course, <laughs> with the COVID regulations, um, there they have to be apparently a little bit more choice with who they invite to come and who well, can do you stuff should like. be number so, one. So there, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I didn't get to see it. I can't say anything about it. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's not.
1: Well, I mean, thankfully, George Noakes shared a lot on Facebook and, sh- and did a story for us. And there's a brilliant video of Cinderella singing. I mean, she, she definitely looks like a new star. A star is born, I think somebody said. So... Um, yeah, we're going to have to talk to them about Melanie's invite though and get you a Mel- later.
0: Melanie's work. absolutely horrified that Melanie didn't get to go to with the, the Panto.
1: Because I hey, think anyway. it continues until the 24th of December. So I'm sure um, it does, but I saw Hopefully next week you can tell us all about it. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll see. We will ask. We'll see if anybody's actually listening out there. Um, okay, and then oh, one of my treasures, and I'm allowed to call him one of my treasures because I actually had to go and find him on Treasure Hunt at one stage <laughs> um, when he was playing drums at the market theater down in downtown Joburg called Sipo Hotsticks Mabuse has turned 70 can you believe it? Oh it's crazy
1: so he's happy the most divine Sipo. man happy yeah. happy happy birthday my treasure
0: <laughs> yeah I think people <laughs> get a bit birthday. confused when you know whenever I had to find specific people like I used to see Donnie Craven and he was one of my treasures and Leslie Ray Darlings, one of my treasures and there was Alex J. is one of my treasures you know, so, <laughs> Oh, and my favorite one of one all of was Rob too. Lowe Rob Lowe, the rugby player, not Rob Lowe, the actor. Oh goodness me! I was like, my heart was going. (laughs) Anyhow, so happy birthday, bra, hot sticks. And why are we talking about a trolley spare wheel?
1: Uh, just sort of it's, it's half entertainment and it's kind of good news, but not really good news. It was uh, one of the, the most popular things this week was um, some guys managed to catch on film uh, South African entrepreneurs who didn't have a spare wheel. So they had put a supermarket trolley in place of the wheel. And there's a video on our side of okay. this car. <laughs> I mean, it's so dangerous, but at the same time, it really is a burmaka plan, you know. Yeah. And um, and there's quite a bit of footage of this car just driving along with a shopping trolley.
0: Well, I suppose, yeah, it, yeah, I wouldn't do that to myself, but I suppose, yeah, a burmaka plan. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to go. Okay, so we're now talking on this <laughs> entertainment, what has come across your radar that people should be watching on the small screen?
1: Well, the biggest thing that's coming tomorrow is The Wife. It's Showmax has turned, uh, what is her name, Dudu Boussani-Dube? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an author and amazing. I think she's, uh, um, you know, in seven years just pumped out amazing stuff in South Africa, amazing stories. And they've taken the one story, Chlomo the wife, and they've turned that in and into, into a telenova as well as the sequels, two of the sequels. So the first three episodes are tomorrow. And on the site today, we've got an interview with her
0: because, oh, okay.
1: um, and there's a lot of like, uh, you know, behind the scenes things and the, and the hardcore fans, because it has a huge following, the hardcore fans are upset because there's meant to be eight identical men. And obviously, <laughs> obviously the, the, the production company could not find eight identical men. So, you know, there, there are some little changes like that to so be prepared mm-hmm. for some changes, but um, otherwise it's, just fantastic, and and it's available for expats to watch as well. So if you've got Showmax International, you can start watching tomorrow. And then if you're in South Africa, you know you can be watching The Succession as well okay. on Showmax. Which is, uh, have you watched it? No. Oh gosh, I love <laughs> she just it. looks
0: at me whenever I say no. I'm like been watching The Twelve, which is, um, from somewhere, one of those kind of scandy type, um, series. I get very into that. Oh, my, and okay. my children have decided they want to watch The X-Files. So, you know, there's not much time for me to get into <laughs> watching other stuff, nice. but I did start watching the, what was it, Blood and Water? Oh, I've watched the first episode, so at least I've got there. All right.
1: Okay. Oh, please okay. watch at
0: least three episodes. I will. I will. Okay. Okay, but I'm just gonna say once again, please do not watch more than three episodes of Midnight Mass <laughs> <laughs> people have been slating it across the world it's fantastic it starts off so well and then it's just like what on earth did you take man you've been sitting and like
1: oh well i feel like that about about one of the christmas movies on netflix there was it's number one it's trending number one and i think it's only number one because netflix sent us all an email saying saying, watch "Watch it yeah but uh, I mean, halfway through, halfway through, <laughs> we had to <laughs> fast forward to the end because we anyway. knew what was going to
0: happen. So those are all the things that you've got up on the site at the moment. What do you have coming up next week that we can look forward to?
1: An animal clinic in Kailiche that is celebrating 25 years, which apparently mm. is 75 years in animal years, although my maths doesn't get that. No, um, it, would be
0: a, <laughs> it would be a lot yeah. more than that. Seven so to yeah. one, Jenny, not three to one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe they said one hundred and seventy-five. One hundred and seventy-five. Okay, <laughs> okay, but but it's a beautiful story about the guy who actually started it, and mm-hmm. um and there's going to be events and calendars being sold to celebrate it and and you know to keep um financing it, and it's it's a really beautiful story about a guy who lived in Kylecha and just noticed. You know how badly dogs were doing, and mm. he started going around to all his neighbors, helping, 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 and then eventually somebody donated a shipping container, and then that turned into the, the animal clinic. clinic. Fantastic! Yeah, and he's going to be there.
0: Fantastic! That's such a good thing to hear. Okay, well, that's about uh, time for us to get off the line. And just one thing to say to people abroad who are listening to us, as well as at home, share. Your stories. We want to know your stories of hope. We want to know your good stories, your funny stories, your beautiful pictures. But just share because we really do believe that we are one of the most sharing and should be one of the most sharing countries on earth. Even if things are against us sometimes, there's no reason why we as a population can't actually make the difference that we need to be seeing here in South Africa. Jenny, thank you so very much. Enjoy your week in Khan. And where are you going? going for lunch. You, go, you said you're going to Cannes for lunch, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm, and I'm going to Monaco for lunch on Friday, and oh, I'm going just, to Paris on Saturday.
0: Oh, the life a life of the, rich, the life of the rich and aimless. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: and, and definitely not rich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> J. Baxter in France. I'm Melanie Walker. We'll catch you again next week. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks, Mel. Bye.
0: You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.